Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the world-famous HR Talk. I'm JC, co-host of the podcast, ushering you into a brand-new week here. And if you could please, big round of applause for the man, the myth, the legend, the guy from sunny central Florida, the guy who existed through one of the world's worst tornadoes this week, Ricky Baez. I am alive, folks. Dude. I can't believe that news got to you all the way up in Buffalo. Oh, you have no idea. It was all over the news. There were pictures of... Uh, uh, porta potties that were tipped over and lawn chairs thrown about. It was it was insane. It was very very bad. I guess is that right? It was literally in my neighborhood. Um, that happened on Wednesday night. Yeah. And uh, for those of you who don't know, I like am all on jokes a aside, up. you're okay, right? No, no, I'm good. I'm all jokes aside. For a hot second, we didn't think we were going to be. Um, so we we are on vacation this this week. We go back to work tomorrow. And um, anyway, we're in still in Central Florida because we were in Bryson City, North Carolina, but we had to come back early. Anyway, so we're in. Um, we decided to get some food at at ten thirty at night. And where do we go? Where does a family go to get some food? That's right, Hooters. So we're at Hooters and we're you know drinking. <laughs> we're having some wings. So, so, so you took your, your <laughs> you he took you took your underage son. No, no it's fine. I it's took good. My son. and your wife and your wife. <laughs> yes, right. I told my son and wife. But it's actually good food at the end of the day, I understand. Supporting yeah. the cause, as you were. Absolutely. So, and we hear thunder, and I'm like, uh-oh, we better get going. And, you know, us Floridians, we don't we don't bat an eye to any time there's a little bit of thunder. But, you know, it's my wife gets a little bit nervous. So, okay, fine. Let's get in the car. We go. We're 10 minutes away. I cannot see two feet in front of me, bro. That's how the big wall of water that we really? were into. We couldn't see. Lightning's going crazy. My son's freaking out. My wife is quiet. <laughs> your, your wife or your life? Because your wife. life is definitely not quiet. You've got a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> My right, wife. So, so she's like deadpan at this point. She's like, "Uh oh, this is real." Dude, it was. It was out there. It was really out there. And and was, we're going. And hang on, hang on. We, was was she yeah. as quiet as when she stalked you from the Bronx to Orlando? Like. I will silently. No, she wasn't quiet about that. She was I will not quiet silently about stalk Mister Ricky Baez, <laughs> and I will have his last name as she's brushing your hair while you're sleeping. No, <laughs> that never happened. Ah, it's so weird. <laughs> I know, right? Right. right All right. Now. So that didn't uh, happen, but she did get. So she was. She was extremely fearful at this moment, right? Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie. So was I, because I saw a funnel cloud to my left over past the airport. And I saw another funnel cloud, and I'm like, oh, huh, I funnel, know exactly what that is. Funnel. Uh-huh. With, I thought you said thunder clouds. Funnel, funnel clouds. Funnel cloud. God, God. Funnel cloud. You need a new headset. Wow. You do. Yeah. I have um, bad hearing. And, it's fine. Go ahead. Got it. And all right. So I'm like, let me just take my, you know, be careful going home. And we get home, and there's a storm drain, like two houses down from mine that I guess the water was coming in faster than how than the storm drain can do its job. And it's flooding and flooding and flooding. That's that's unna- uncharacteristic for my neighborhood. And so the water started going halfway up my lawn. Now I have a small car. I've got a low riding car. I've got a Honda Sonata. So I'm like, I gotta get into my driveway. So I have to get into the water. Ooh. I yeah. have an idea. You should huh? you should get it lifted. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. It reminded me of the time you, Darpeni, the, you know, Darpo and I were getting off of the LCU from the USS Nassau. Oh, and man. you remember when was the Humvee was so deep in water? Yeah. I had a canteen hit in the side of my head that I was flowing. That's how deep we were in water. Yeah. <laughs> Those things can go in water. Anyway, so I had a flashback of that, but I forgot I don't have a Humvee. I have a Hyundai Sonata. <laughs> Next thing you know, now, <laughs> dude, it was like like almost a foot of water. Yeah. Next thing you know, I hear all these weird sounds and belt screeching and everything. My battery light came on, and I'm like, there's my alternator. And you're it's just, gone. You're just trying to get in the driveway. That's what I'm trying to do, man. And my wife is like, what's that noise? I'm like, I'm not worried about that right now. I'm worried about parking and getting in the house. So so how how vast is the trench from the road to the driveway where you're stuck in the river? About 10 feet. Wow. 10 feet from that driveway. Dude, it's uh, it's out there, man. But you, so, you wouldn't normally expect this river to be there. This is like a flash flood. So you and your family are stuck in a flash flood, feet away from the doors of your own home. We've been through five hurricanes in this house in 10 years, and I've never seen something like that. Oh, my gosh. And this was just a random Wednesday night storm. And uh, all my car started going crazy, and I'm like, my alternator, my alternator is shot. I'm going to have to fix that in the morning. I'm like, nah, maybe it's the belt. It's just let it dry a little bit. So yeah. next thing you know, saw the news. There was some you know, tornadoes that touched down a bunch of different places. It was a really interesting Wednesday night. Needless to say, now my son associates a horrible thunderstorm with Earth. <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, was, was everyone in the area okay? Like, all jokes aside, I know, I know we had some, like, really deadpan humor at the start of things here today about that. But, like, everybody in your area, your region, people that work for you, every, everyone's okay? No one got hurt? Yes. Yes. Everybody's good. Thank goodness nobody got hurt. It was just a really scary situation. It's, uh, you don't mess with tornadoes, man. Those hurricanes, we can, we, can, we can deal with those all day long. We have plenty of time to prep, go buy the barbecue food and the beer. We got plenty of time to prep, board up the, uh, the, uh, the walls. But tornadoes, you just, you just don't know when those bad boys will pop up. But, you never know. Uh, my understanding is it caused a lot of damage on the, if you're looking at the map, on the east side of the airport. But oh, really? Heard. Yeah, it did. So, uh, so, so east side of the air, uh, airport, eastward, so the, like, like a clear path from Orlando to Melbourne? Like it followed I-4? <laughs> no, it's just it's it hit some fields. It hit some uh, some um, some industrial areas. So there was some damage, but nobody was hurt, which is the important part. Um, so because normally when you hear about things like that, I think Iowa a couple of weeks ago had a hurricane, a, a tornado oh, that yeah. just popped up, and about twelve people died, including five kids, which is really really sad. Yeah, and, and uh, we've heard that same news out of uh, Kentucky and Tennessee. It's, yeah. it's been a very very bad year. Uh, for for a lot of this stuff, and it's you you don't think of it. I I don't think of I I don't commonly think of Central Florida as being Tornado Alley, but then when I think back to all the times I've I've talked to you and known you over the years, and all the different I mean, geez, I've never known someone to own more homes than you too. Um, <laughs> and and you explained to me the one day when we were um on your estate overlooking the pastures. Uh, pastures when you were out in Groveland. You said, yeah, this? that this is part of the land here and this is where the grazing is and over there is the, the fire pit. And, <laughs> and you started explaining things and you pointed towards the mountain range and you said, these are my hills where the tornado touched down <laughs> and it ripped through and it tore up all that Santana moss out of the trees and threw it around. Oh my God. 
you are you're bringing like 20 years worth of conversations about groveland into a 60 second stint it's unbelievable it was it. unbelievable so every time i think about central florida now i i immediately think nah. to myself like are they okay are, are the oranges good is this is florida friends good you know oranges but are great it's very good you know to know that, that great? you're good there tell me porta potties are not great There's oh yeah talk everywhere. to me about that what are you talking about so what happened there no, because uh, apparently the tornado hit a uh, a construction site, so there was a lot of dangerous items being flown around at 170 miles an hour, um, including a porta potty. So I don't know why I'd rather be hit with a a 20 pound steel beam <laughs> or a porta potty. I'll survive a porta potty physically. I'm not going to survive it emotionally. Yeah, whereas no. the steel beam, I I just rather if I had my choice. It'll be the steel beam, brother. Yeah, I'm that's sorry. that's hard. That's really really tough. I uh, yeah. and then you, rather- you got to clean that up later too. That's someone's job, you know. <laughs> wow, yeah. that's ten pounds on Brillo pads right there. Oh my gosh! Speaking of which, folks, let you see life from another perspective. They can expand the mind. And awareness. These are inspirational quotes. Let's get you back. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Inspirational spring equinox quotes on the backside of tornado devastation with Ricky Bias. Attention leaders. If you want to build a solid relationship with your employees, do not shy away from difficult conversations. Like a marriage that's gone through its peaks and valleys, that has overcome difficult conversations, your relationship is going to be just that much stronger. That's right. Have a relationship with your employees. Ricky buys thunderous words from a thunderous man. <laughs> so have you gotten any feedback from our last show none no really? i don't think anyone listens anymore to tell you the truth no i don't I, maybe people don't want to talk to you <laughs> i got tons of feedback from it did you talk to me about I it i did i did i got tons of feedback about people who were ghosted and people who do ghost other um, employers oh you're and talking about them, that i thought you just meant like general like you meant topical oh it was a huge topic yeah, yeah. the last show yeah the interesting yeah, part so, about that though ricky bias is that some people strictly only think that the ghosting is something that the employee is doing where at the end of the day it's not it's not the case it's the employers that are also bailing on people my young niece working her first job has applied for probably five or 12 different other positions at other places, all entry level. Okay. None have called her back in the past three months of applying and following up and being courteous and doing all the right things. Absolutely. And she's, she's trying to get a job while she has a job. She's looking, right? But not a single callback. It's absolutely, and that's on the entry level side. Imagine from the CEO's perspective when, when they just ghost everybody. Oh my God. Is that, it, big is topic, that big topic. ghosting? Yeah, in a it way. Is dope. Yeah, yeah, we talked okay. about that last week. So so from your side, what's some of the feedback that came in? What, what's the word? Well, it, it's more about angst, more about people who were 
just upset about being ghosted, not necessarily just applying. They've actually got a call back. They've done the uh, the pre-screen. They've gone through the first interview, the second interview, even a final interview. And even after that final interview, um, uh, they went over to to interview into that final interview and nobody showed up. Nobody showed up. Oh. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody said, hey, let's reschedule. Nobody say, hey, we're sick. This person kept following up, follow. Hey, what's going on? Boom, boom. And she got the dreaded automated email. Thank you for your application. Thank you for your interest in so-and-so position. We've reviewed your credentials. Although they're great, we've decided to move on with another candidate at this time. And here's the BS line. We'll save your, your resume for six months into, in, in our database. Bro, what a slap in the face, right? Interview one, interview two, and then you go to the final, and then you don't even give them the common courtesy to say, you know what? We're not even going to waste your time, right? We've already made a decision. As, as crappy as that may be, JC, come on, at least say something. But this person got ghosted, and they were upset, rightfully so, rightfully so. And then um, another person told me, well, Ricky, you know, a lot of these organizations have done that for a long time and when it was an employer's market and now is the and now is the employees market they want to go ahead and do that to uh to them kind of like sticking it to the man which we talked about that last week and i'm still telling them that's still a, a a bad idea so there's a lot of people going back and forth on both sides but one person asked me all right Ricky, oh, this is gonna be so it's gonna be yeah, good so go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. They, they asked me okay ricky so what is it so what do you want me to do when I keep getting ghosted left and right, left and right? Because, you, you, because I you're, just want to go from the recruiter, from the recruiter side, yes. like a peer. Okay. No, 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 no. Like a peer from is asking. Side. Oh, from the, the employees. Yes. The candidate. Yes. Right? Now they're being ghosted by the employer. Right. And now, now they're in a situation right now. They have five different interviews going on at the same time. How crazy is it? It's crazy. And they're like, you know what, Ricky, it is what it is, right? So it, it's they've done it all these times, so now it's our turn. And I'm like, what's your goal here? <laughs> is your goal to get back at the at the companies or is your goal to get a job? Because the only thing that's at stake here is your credibility. That is the only thing at stake here. Oh, these you, organizations, they've done it. You uh, you lost a friend in that discussion, didn't you? Um, not really. Okay, not really. Good. I hope good. she took it well. <laughs> So at least she led me to believe she took it well. Yeah. Um, no, but I told her, look, go go ahead and even even if you feel like you're ghosted, right? Send an email. Hey, maybe you got the times wrong. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Reach out to them because you still have your credibility to look after, right? If an organization does this and their quote unquote credibility is hurt, it's easy to go back and say, well, it's not the organization. It's just that recruiter, or it's not the organization. It's just that recruitment talent and you know, uh, talent acquisition team. But to you, there's no excuse. It's just you, right? <laughs> so you need, you really need to look after your credibility because people do talk, and people do talk, uh, you know, behind the uh, the uh, scenes about what kind of what kind of candidates are out there. You don't want your name to be thrown into a blacklist. Now, whether there is a blacklist you, or you not, don't that's right, that, wrong, or list. You don't mean that in any other way than it, it's a weird term. Can can you uh, for some people that look we do have younger listeners who might not be very familiar with that term. Can you explain what that term means? That list term that you used. Yeah. It's uh it's like a no fly zone. It's it's like being put on on a no fly zone, no, no fly list when you're going to fly here in the United States. Right? Okay. It's a it's a list to where um your name it has goes nothing on and, to do with race or color. 
Nobody ever made that implication or okay. that direct connection. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, there's even no. a show called The Blacklist. Actually, it's it's a thing mm-hmm. out there in society right now. Yeah. It's, what? I, what? Yep. It's, uh, it's a thing in the way that people prefer things to be represented and or discussed. You know, like, uh, hey, people, instead of, hey, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. The economy isn't the economy isn't in the black. The economy is in the good. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. And then that so, one's debatable. Like when you start to head down the path of that one, because why wouldn't you want to associate black with good? And then it turns into like an entire thing. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of theory on all this stuff. And it's like it's to me, it's too much. I don't know. What, uh, black Friday is supposed to be good. Black Friday is when the it's called Black Friday because that's when the companies go in the black financially. Well, exactly. Exactly. Anyway. So, yes, there were questions in the past about terminologies. So I appreciate you explaining that. And I'm explaining that and expressing that opinion from a place of compassion. OK, so please continue. I don't know if I can. <laughs> All right. Let me. I creepy face. I God, folks, you guys are so lucky. This is not live. <laughs> He's broadcasting from a bunker in Buffalo. <laughs> Um, no, so for everybody out there listening, everybody out there who feels like they're tired of being ghosted by employers um, and who have an opportunity to kind of do the same thing back to then, don't. Just don't. Continue on giving them the courtesy you wish you received. I'm telling you, it's it's the best the best way to go about those situations because people do talk and you do have to worry about your credibility out there, especially with how prevalent LinkedIn and social media is these days. Word gets around faster. So the best thing for you to do if you get ghosted, just send a, again, send a follow-up email saying, hey, just making sure everything's okay. I don't know if I missed an email of the change in time, but I waited for 15 minutes because that started another question. How long should you wait? Yeah, how long do you typically wait, Bias? I personally wait 10 minutes. That's it? 10 minutes. Yeah, 10 minutes. If by 10 minutes a candidate does not show up, I... What I do is I disconnect that call because normally it's Zoom, and then I send them an email and or a text. I'm like, hey, don't know if you sent an email to reschedule, but I was online right at 10 a.m. at the dot, and I didn't see you there. Is everything okay? I like to give them the benefit of the doubt first. Do me a favor, though. What if if the candidate's there? What if you're there? What if other people that are on the panel are there, but maybe the – manager that's in charge of the department within operations is not there 15 minutes after the interview began and they're supposed to be leading the interview what would you do (laughs) so that actually has happened before no i know it and it happens quite regularly these things do happen and sometimes they happen unannounced for tragic reasons but then also sometimes there's no explanation so what what have you done it, uh, I've done one of actually one of two things at different times. Actually, both of these things at different times. Um, sometimes, depending on the interview, if I know that position very well and, the, and it is a panel interview, then I start the interview without the manager that was supposed to be there. I will start it. Um, and if that person shows up later, right, because I'll be texting them too, like, hey, what's going on? How come you're, you're not here? If they say, oh, I forgot, he and I are going to have a conversation later on. I'm not going to continue with the interview, right? If they say something happened, blah, 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 I'll still continue with the interview because I don't want to waste a candidate's time. 
right? That candidate took the time to prepare for this interview. Uh, I'm assuming they took their suit to the cleaners, did all these things, and I don't want to waste their time. I'll continue that interview. Now, the other way is that if the person is critical to the interview, I just won't start it. I just won't start it at all. I'll try texting, hey, what's going on? And I'll tell this person, the, the candidate, hey, we're having some technical issues, right? Because it's not lying. It really is technical issues. Um, are you okay for the next hour and a half? Can we reschedule later on today? I apologize. Let's reschedule. And if the, so I'll follow their lead. And then I go back and talk to the manager. What's going on? What happened? And then oh, you I f- forgot. You fired we have them. an issue. You fire them. Right? If they forgot and this is the third time they do it, absolutely I'll fire them. Would you retrain? Absolutely. Would you provide written documentation and maybe go over this a few times? Would you just fire them on the spot? No, no, I, it's, I, w- I would follow the, the progressive discipline process, start documenting everything, and if they keep doing the same thing over, you can't train somebody to, to be there on time. Okay, question. You've had to be on time somewhere since kindergarten. <laughs> Truth. I mean, so, yeah. so, so progressive discipline process, is that a requirement at the end of the day? I mean, at will employment and all? It's not required, but it's recommended. And Why? thank you for using the right term. Why? Well, hold on. Let me explain the, the difference in, in, in the right turn because this week, all conversations I've had while on vacation, mind you, have used that term wrong. Oh, Florida, that's a right to work state. Good Lord. I'm on vacation. Let me not have to explain that difference. So thank you, brother, man. I really appreciate okay. it. Uh, okay. So now you've got two things that you have to more elaborately explain. Why do. do you appreciate that? And then back to the actual question. Because in Florida, when people say, oh, that is a right to work state, talking about somebody can fire you for whatever reason, that is the wrong terminology. A right to work state only means that you're able to get a job in that state without having to join a union. Your right to work without joining a union. Employment at will simply states that we can, listen to me, like if I'm the employer, an employer can terminate you for whatever reason they wish that's not protected by law. Ooh. That's it. Not protected uh-huh. by law. That's correct. So as of this week, I believe, and I may stand corrected, depending on your hairstyle, that may even be protected by law now. You've got some catching up to do. I do. Because yeah. I don't know if, if you're talking about the whole Disney versus Ron no, no, DeSantis no, 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 no. thing. We'll, we'll, no, okay. we'll yeah. circle back, air Got quote, to <laughs> this one. <laughs> I'm slapping my thigh because my arms aren't long enough to slap my knees when I'm standing <laughs> Um, so that'd be awesome if they were. Could you imagine all the things you could do? <laughs> I could walk on all, run on all fours relatively easy, <laughs> right? Well, backwards. <laughs> anyway, holy crap, I forgot where I was going with this, man. You derailed me so much, I don't know where I was going with this. Oh, I was explaining um, employment at will. Yeah, employment at will. You can get fired for whatever reason that's not protected by law, and um, it, it, but. Progressive discipline. That's what we were. <laughs> Got it. So although in Florida, it, it's we are employment at will, meaning that both parties can terminate the agreement at any time or terminate the relationship at any time, um, you should still document each and every uh, type of disciplinary action. And here's why. Because we are in Florida, um, if somebody says, I got fired because I'm Puerto Rican, right? And I go to the EEOC and say, hey, so-and-so fired me because I'm Puerto Rican. They'll do the intake. I have to write a little story as to what happened. The EEOC is going to go to the employer. The employer is going to say, hey, Ricky said he got fired because he's Puerto Rican. Next thing you know, the employer says, that's not the reason why. 
oh, so why did you fire him? And they have no documentation. Ooh. We're going to have a, they're going to have a hard time explaining why I got fired. And they're going to and the EEOC is going to see how unorganized this organization is. And they might side with me because of the lack of this organization. Then you're going to have to get an attorney involved. You're going to spend fifteen thousand dollars to prove yourself right. Just get it over from the get go. Document every single disciplinary action. That way, in case you get questioned on it by a legal entity such as the EEOC, you're able to provide receipts. Boom, done, it's over. You save yourself a headache and you save yourself $15,000 contacting an employment and labor law attorney. Now, if you are in that situation as an employer and you're looking to move forward with an immediate termination, you don't necessarily have some of the paperwork and documentation in place, might want to just call that lawyer instead anyways. (laughs) You know? can I give you an example then? If, if you've you already got someone on retainer, okay, as hopefully you do as an organization, if you don't already have someone on retainer, you know, finding a good employment labor attorney that you could consult with from time to time accordingly and appropriately paying for their time is always a good thing. Absolutely. <laughs> now, if you don't have a competent HR person, absolutely, you need to have well, that's, a employment and labor to law attorney and on on retention, ready to go. There you go. You really there you, exactly. Now, exactly. Now, let's say you and I are working for the same organization, JC. You come over to my office and you're like, <laughs> "Salarius." You and I come to you come to my office like, "Hey, man, let's go get some food." All right, let's go to cafeteria. <laughs> I like the accent you give. Hey, man. Hey, man. Because <laughs> that's how you talk. Hey, after man. Work, man. Let's or go man. get some food. That's a South Buffalo <laughs> accent, man. So we we go downstairs to the cafeteria, and we look over, and we're like, oh, my God, there's Darp. How you doing, Darp? And Darp looks at us and says, hi, pigs. And he quickly grabs a chair, grabs it, and launches it at the guy next to us, knocking him unconscious. Now, Darp is a 20-year exemplary employee, done very good job with the organization, five stars every year. But that day, he loses it, right? Right. He knocks the guy next to us unconscious. He has to go to the hospital. He's in a coma for six months. That's not going to be a write-up. That's not going to be coaching. <laughs> that is going to be termination. We're going to skip all the progressive discipline process and terminate him. Now, obviously, you don't want to do it on the spot. You want to send him home, neutralize whatever danger is happening there, send him home, get all the witness statements, get your ah! statement, get all your documentation in order. Neutralize! We should tap that on a button. I like that. Just sirens and neutralize. Love it. Neutralize. <laughs> Love it. All right. Anyway, that's how you handle it. That's how you do it. Yeah. Progressive discipline depends on the situation. Ladies and gentlemen, if you appreciate this conversation as well as many others, and if you desire to learn more, please stop by Rollins.edu. You too can enroll in the master's program. They did not pay for this spot. They I'm sure just did randomly, it, I'm just randomly saying this trash because Ricky's a just, teacher there and he's a good teacher. And I'm going to tell you something. When he talks like this, it makes me want to go enroll in Rollins and follow Ricky and do Ricky things because I like when he explains stuff. That's well, all, you Ricky. You, you know have, what? Haven't you, Let me ask you something, though, aside from Rollins, though. Like, you... You teach otherwise, though, right? Like, you don't have to enroll in college to just learn more about HR or consult with you or stuff like that. Like, there's other ways to do this, right? 
and I'm not looking for a hard sell. I'm like, I'm literally asking you because you, you come on the show, you talk all this trash, right? You go blah, 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 EEO, blah, 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 labor, labor, blah, blah, blah. You know, you do all this stuff. And then next thing you know, you're right. And people look into it and you're right. And the lawyers reach out to the program. They're like, Hey, you're actually kind of wrong on this one thing. And then you'll debate the lawyer. And then the lawyer's like, yeah, you were right. So like, I'm not saying you're always right, but you do have a really friggin' good track record bias. And is it, I, I, I'm not talking about conferences. I'm not talking about speeches. I'm talking about being the, the employer out there that is listening to this conversation today that says to themselves, self, you know what? He had a good point when he talked about a competent HR team. He had a good point talking about this, that, or the other. This is the guy that single-handedly has... Can, can I talk about one of your past employers? Can I bring Absolutely. it up? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So this is the guy who single-handedly had to bear the weight of, like, slashing across the entire North American countryside. And it was absolutely brutal. I watched your demise. Your emotional intelligence was was strong, but you were also devastated as a human being for the things that you had to go through. And you held it together. You pulled it together. And you leveraged that, dude. I'm, I'm not trying to blow smoke up your butt, but you leveraged that and turned that into actually helping other employers and helping other people along the way. You really have. You've done things above and beyond that some people even realize in this space. So this is what I'm getting at at the end of the day. If you have someone out there who wants, they don't want to hire you. No one, no one can afford you. You're, you're ridiculous. You're, you're ridiculous. You are. No one can afford you. No one can afford to bring you on full time. You're nuts. Who's going to pay a million dollars? You're crazy. People who got it. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But that aside. They just want a little piece of you. They want you to come in and train their team. They don't want their team to go back to college to get their master's degree. Okay. (laughs) They want you to come in and train their team. You know, now if the employee decides to enroll in college, that's something else. Right. But for you to go in and train a team, is that something that you do? Is that something you've done? Because you got all this stuff. You've borne the brunt. You've done these things. I know you've dipped into it in the past, but have you dipped in a lot? Is, is this something you frequently do? Don't go stoic on me. Talk to me. Oh, no, I, I'm, I'm, me. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. No, look, um, I do. I do conduct classes. I have conduct class, conducted classes for about 12 years. Everybody knows, well, you know, the owner of this show, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's Biasco Learning, um, which I do a lot of training and development for HR and leadership consulting. Obviously, I also have a day job. I've had day jobs. So I do that, you know, kind of like at night or on weekends one or two clients that's like um, best buy or circuit city no actually small call center clients here in the central florida area normally what's you know, the name of the company i'm not going to tell you the name of the company <laughs> if they're not comfortable with me advertising that there jc see that's one thing ladies <laughs> and gentlemen first that's something that we never do we never talk about who we currently work for this isn't our thing we're not here to talk bad about our employers mm-hmm. nothing like that that's all but based on oh. your existing experiences your previous experiences come on where are we at you go teach I do teach. I do teach leaders on how to understand the the HR function, how to how to how to understand the value of an HR Why? A competent HR department. Why do you have to teach that to a leader? Why would you go in to talk to a leader about this? It's the leader. It's the person in charge bias. Because are they coming knocking is, on your door, or is it like the COO or the CFO knocks on your door and says, "Hey, I have a CEO problem. 
You know, I mean, like, how does that go down? I'm serious. Well, about 10 years ago, I really had to go out and find people, uh, right? Once you build a good portfolio and you treat them well, then obviously CEOs play, play CEO things and CEO games or other CEOs in the spare time. And they have conversations about what works and what does excuse me, and what doesn't work. So before, that's how it was. Now... Either I get a referral from a previous client, I get a referral from a peer, I get a referral and they give me a call. Oh, you have referrals Normally, from the show even. I, I do, actually. So I know you who've do. heard and they're like, I want to do this, this, and this. What do you think? And they give me the price. Sometimes they're like, oh, that's too rich for me. Can you bring it down? I'm like, no. And let's, so, let's, so, let's, so let's talk about that for a second. Ricky, 10, 15 years ago, would have brought that price down because I just want to get people in. Now I know what I'm worth. And there's nothing wrong with that. So when people say, that's too much, can you bring in that? And you say no, that turns the conversation a little bit south. So it's up to me to kind of bring it back. And that's when I tell them, like, look, it's, uh, I understand that might be too rich for your budget right now. But for what you're looking to do, I can't provide. Right? Because if I bring that price down, then where does it stop? Right? So I know when to say no, and I know when to put the value on my consultancy business. Now, getting back on that consultancy business, when they give me a call and tell me what issue is there, and they asked me that question, well, why should I hire you, Ricky? Why should I bring you on board? And I tell them, I don't know if you should yet, <laughs> to be honest, because I don't know if I can help you. And that stops them in their tracks. That stops them because they're supposed to hear me pitch, almost beg <laughs> for their business. And I'm telling them, I don't even know if I could be of value to you. That shifts the conversation to how much it costs, yeah. to the value of the service. Right, right. right? Now we start talking about how I can help them. And if I can't help them, I will be transparent with them to let them know I cannot do A, B, and C. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to decline this, uh, this, this opportunity. Is that then hard? Sometimes. Is that hard becoming transparent like at that? At first, it was terrifying, bro. It was terrifying at first because I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm turning away business. But that's because back then I was more focused on getting the business and not giving enough attention to focusing on the value of my work. That's what I wanted to switch to. Go ahead. No, sorry, I, go ahead. no I, I gotcha. I gotcha 110%. It's uh, knowing your worth and, and, and further obtaining that value, you know, and reinforcing your value and being trans uh, parent as you were. It's, uh, it's key. It's critical. It's uh, yeah. I was very transparent there, JC. It's I yeah, be any more clearer than that. <laughs> huge, huge. I can't get any more clear than that. Hey, uh, now, Ricky, now. I'm going to give you five more minutes, and then we do have to move on to a different topic. But please continue. We'll move on. We'll move on. That's cool. But I, I do want to say this: <laughs> that um, now, especially with what's happening in the workforce today, um, a lot of HR directors, a lot of business leaders are giving me a call to say, "Hey, Ricky, can you do A, B, and C?" To the point that I'm like, uh, "Let's we'll start doing this full time." So. That's exactly what I'm going to be doing. Um, and uh, so I do a lot of HR coaching classes so and HR consultancy. So what does that mean? If the business does not have a bona fide HR team, my company can be your HR manager. If the business already has an HR component, but you want to increase their skill set, then we can provide an HR coaching program. So it's all about training and development. And we're able to help your organization um, work through any HR issues that may come down the pike, but it's in a real personal, you know, just, just, 
just client to client to um, uh, HR manager perspective because anybody can get any other company and charge $99 a month, which I think is ridiculous <laughs> for, an, for, for an HR manager. And all they do is just send you documents that you can easily find on Google, but they don't give you that service, that person, that personal service. When you pick up that phone and you dial that number, that HR manager picks up. That's who we are. So yeah, JC, we do that quite a hand. bit. A phone for That's each That's right. Absolutely That's right. amazing. Strong words from a semi-quasi strong man, Ricky Baez. <laughs> that was transparent. You know, we are at that time of the program where we do have a few different, very, very interesting things to take care of. If you could for me, I did send you a message if you want to pull that website up uh, real quick. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of year uh, when you might be opening up your windows and looking outside and hearing the little birdies chirp. Ricky, is are you enjoying springtime right now down by you? <laughs> that doesn't exist in Florida. Come on. <laughs> Come on, play into it a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, man, it's great. Yeah. The alligators are out sharpening their teeth, climbing out of the retention ponds, stuff like that, right? Yeah. Yes. Stuff like that. I love it. I love stuff like that. I love just going over into the uh, looking outside the A1A Beachfront Studios and looking at what I think is the beach, but it's really is a manatee retention pond that I think has my left Timberland boot from the uh, Super Bowl party of uh, of uh, 2014, where I went a little <laughs> bit crazy, and it's still there. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm afraid to go in there. So no, yeah, JC. That's so, uh, so when you think back to the longer days of darkness and and winter, does that make you feel gloomy, or does that make you feel happy? It makes me feel gloomy, to be honest, brother. It does. I don't like it. I just like sunny days. That's from that's from I live in Florida, and not in I don't know what's that other place, Portland. Portland, is it Portland? Yeah, Portland, Portland. Doesn't Portland, Portland, Oregon have like really gloomy days every day? Yeah, something like that. No. You know, there's yeah. a there's a whole interesting thing going on today, Ricky, in regards to the spring equinox. Are you familiar? Yeah, I'm not familiar, but I'm think you're about to tell me, aren't you? Let's check this out. From December 21st forward, days start getting steadily longer. We still see more darkness than light over the course of a day in those three months leading up to the first day of spring, which is otherwise called the vernal equinox. So in short, the vernal equinox marks the turning point when daylight begins to win out over darkness. On the vernal equinox, the first day of spring, the direct rays of the sun are shining down on the equator producing the effect of equal day and equal night. After the vernal equinox, the direct rays of the sun migrate north of the equator as the Earth slowly tilts. The true equinox is an exact moment in which the sun passes over the equator. It's not the entire day. Literally, if you sneeze, you could miss it. It should be right around midday Eastern Standard Time in North America. Now, here's some interesting things about today. The Great Sphinx was built by the ancient Egyptians to point to the rising sun directly on the spring equinox. In spring, the Earth is 149.6 million kilometers, or 152.1 million kilometers, away from the sun. There's a myth 
that on the spring equinox one can balance an egg on its end. This is only a myth. It never gets easier balancing an oval-shaped object on its end on the spring equinox. Springtime ushers in warm weather and flowers. It makes this time of year very beautiful. However, children born in the spring are more prone to develop bipolar disorders, schizophrenia, anorexia, and major depression. Great. Spring is probably not the best time to be born. (laughs) Awesome. A Facebook study concluded that the chance of couples breaking up increases in spring Uh and two weeks to Christmas. However, couples are less likely to break up from August through October and on Christmas Day. The only two times in the year when the sun rises due east and sets due west is on the spring and fall equinox. When's the best time to wash your slinky? During spring cleaning. These are interesting things with JC. Right. From December. All right, so that was episode 217 from the Interesting Things podcast, Spring Equinox. Uh, this that, That's a podcast by my buddy and host, co-host, JC. And now I'm depressed, brother, because um, my birthday is coming up in April. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. And damn it, that. does that explain a lot? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't mean to, like, crack the egg on your head right there or anything, you know. So, but. wait a minute. You said something interesting there. <laughs> interesting things. What? Um, the the sphinx was built to point at the spring equinox how yeah. how old is the sphinx like how long ago was that built sphinx are only a few yeah, decades old too. yeah no the sphinx the sphinx <laughs> no that's what you was talking about on your show man well bias <laughs> i have such a hard time hearing you the sphinx the sphinx sphinx five billion years old so that means Hold on. Right. I got to touch on something here. If it's that old, it doesn't take a year or less than a year to build something like that with the technology they had back then. So that means they've had, they must have had well-documented, um, like just well, the spring and the fall and how the sun aligns with everything must have been really well-documented at that point in time. Because I'm assuming it took like 20 years to build that thing, right? Yeah. Could you imagine you're there until like 12 years into it and you're like, shit, I think we're pointing in the wrong direction. <laughs> now I get where you're going. To- now I get, there was a long way around the tree to get to where you were going, but that makes sense. That was funny. That was very good. Hey, our, no, our but- first article for you though, Bias, is coming to us from decider.com. It's all I about quit. the new uh, series on Netflix called Human Resources. Human Resources is a workplace adult cartoon comedies set of the world of otherworldly creatures on Netflix. There was high praise about this coming about, and HR people across the country and world were very excited about it. Human Resources is by no means a bad show. If you love the adult cartoon comedy Big Mouth, it has the same humor and characters that first made you a fan. But it's also not a show that lives up to its full potential, so it kind of sucks at the same time. This has been a review from Decider.com on the new show Human Resources. Ricky Baez, back to you. So I know about this because my inbox for the past week, 85% of it, I kid you not, is people asking me, have you heard of this show? Have you heard of this show? And I never heard of that show. I saw it. I mean, I saw the the uh, the clip of it, and now I have it on my list for Netflix. I will have a full review next week. 
Our next story is coming to us here from uh, Richmond.com. This is an editorial piece, and it's going to be a real interesting one for you. So amid the pandemic, the culture of work has shifted dramatically, but some areas, such as gaps in paid leave, haven't kept pace with the change. The lack of paid sick time creates a crisis for low-wage workers and affects as many as 1.2 million workers in Virginia, including large percentages of child care and food service workers, those caring for vulnerable adults, and at least two-thirds of all grocery store workers. Oftentimes, families might send a sick child to school or workers end up coming to work sick, which poses a public health threat irrespective of the current pandemic. There are norovirus outbreaks that, and, and other viruses that usually are traced back to one sick food service worker. And the state of Virginia is looking at legislation to prop up statewide paid sick leave. In several cities around the United States and in at least 16 states, including neighboring Maryland and Arizona, there is some version of a paid sick time standard in which non-government workers can earn to use for themselves or to care for a family member. Ricky Bias, back to you. Personally, Honestly, personally, I don't think the government should be mandating any kind of sick leave. Organizations should be able to do that by themselves. I know 40 plus years ago or 60 plus years ago, you needed the government and you needed these policies and laws to be passed in order for organizations to do the right thing. But I personally think that uh, over the years, we've evolved to be more understanding of uh, different cultures and different things that are happening in the world and organizations should be able to do that on their own to be more marketable. So it so, would be okay for an organization then to have a policy of no sick time. If you're sick, you're out, you don't get paid. Um, is it okay? No. Is it their right to do so? Yeah. And I know of two organizations right now who do not have any PTO, do not have any sick time, and is struggling to find people. Well, gee, I wonder why. But that's on them, right? That's on them. Because if they start to see why they're struggling, they, they are struggling to find people, it's because the rock stars that they need are going elsewhere, other organizations that are offering this. So that is how the market is supposed to work, just like that. If other people are offering it, you are not, you're going to suffer those consequences by losing market share. Your next story is coming to us from uh, Tyler, Texas, the TylerPaper.com. This is uh, from a BBB column about workplace trends. In 2021, 3.9 million employees were resigning per month on average, and this trend is likely to continue in the year to come, as more and more people realize that they don't have to tolerate poor work conditions or be in a positive position, rather, be in a position where they don't feel that they are able to make a valued valuable contribution to the company. Workers now expect a certain level of fairness and equality from their employers. They want to feel valued and appreciated, and they don't want to sacrifice their personal lives for their jobs. The current climate has focused many business owners to to reevaluate their workplace culture and adapt in order to retain their best employees. For many businesses, a return to the traditional office will likely be a reality for many struggling companies in the year to come. Now, here's the interesting quote in the article for you, Bias. Quote, businesses are supporting this trend due to their long-held belief that the traditional office setting 
includes increased productivity. <laughs> now, if the author of this article from TylerPaper.com really believes this, I have to question what they've been doing to not adapt to the new work in environment for two plus years. Employees may be asked to come back to the office, which may lead to even more resignations. In other news, when I close my eyes, I can't see. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ricky Bias, back to you. Oh, God, that mentality, man. It's more comical. <laughs> I find it more comical than anything else. I know other people find it sad. I find it comical because they're going to fall under the same situation that I just explained two minutes ago. Right? Nobody's going to want to work for you, bro. Nobody's going to want to work for you if you're making things so difficult. If you still believe that people should be coming back into the office when it has been proven that people are more productive when they're in their own environment. And now you're looking to disrupt that? People have been saying for years, let's telecommute. Now the world says, let me, let me, you know, uh, uh, budge this and put a pandemic out there and people still don't get it. They still do not get it. And yes, I do know the pandemic didn't come about just because organizations were not trying to let people work from home. And that was the main reason why. No, it's not. I was just using that for my mono, my dialogue right here or monologue, whatever it is. I need to look that up. One is different than the other. Your last piece here is focused on interest rates and the Fed. This impacts many of us. This will impact you, your workforce, and your daily way of life. The Fed did raise interest rates for the first time since 2018. It can affect how much you pay on your mortgage, credit cards, and more. The Federal Reserve raised its short-term benchmark rate by one quarter of a percent on Wednesday. This widely expected decision increases the federal funds rate to between 0.25% and 0.5%. You'll feel the impact of rising rates on an individual level and on a household level when interest rates go up or down. The resulting changes in other rates impact the way that we borrow money, but also how we save money and how we do business. Frustrated house hunters, for example, have already seen mortgage rates increase in recent months. Rising rates mean home buyers will pay little more each month than each one of their mortgage payments. And for those with federal loans, interest rates have already been set for the 2021-2022 school year. Every May, the interest rate for federal student loans is set according to the 10-year Treasury note auction. These rates are fixed for the entirety of the life of the loan. The rate for a direct subsidized and unsubsidized undergraduate loan is currently 3.73% until June 2022, according to the U.S. Department of Education. Next year, the rate increase could impact loans distributed for the following academic year. Private education loans, however, could be affected by the rise in rates, and private student loans either charge fixed rates, which stay consistent, or they have variable rates, which can increase or decrease depending on the institution that you borrow from or your individual financial circumstances. Allegedly, this is the first of five scheduled interest rate hikes to come. All well, vehicles, gasolines, home and groceries, and retail are at an all-time high. The Bank of England has also followed suit and hiked their interest rates to 0.75 from 0.5% as well. Quick question. Has anyone heard from the Fight for 15 crew lately? Asking for a friend. Ricky Baez, back to you. That zinger at the end. <laughs> wow. Look, um, it's, we, yeah, boom. We all knew this was coming. 
we all knew, and so I, I really do feel bad for the people out there looking for a uh, for a home just uh, across the street. We just had new neighbors that moved in a couple of weeks ago, and I uh, went over to say hi. Uh, the guy, you know, is just really happy because he bought a home, and I'm looking at him. I'm like, I know how much that house cost ten years ago because I knew your previous neighbors, right? But the the, uh, the previous owners, but he was so happy I wasn't going to bust his bubble. I get it. Everybody is in different points in their lives when these things happen. But you know what, JC? Here I was thinking that. I, you, it's, look, you're good with your mortgage. I'm good with mine. And I'm like, that's not going to affect me. I'm good. I'm locked in. I got a letter from my mortgage company about two months ago they saying sold that you. my mortgage. They sold you, huh? didn't they? They no, sold you. No, no. Okay. no, they didn't. They didn't. I've been with them for years. But to say that my mortgage is going to increase by $300 a month. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> wait, wait a minute. What? Wait a minute. So I gave them a call because I'm thinking it's probably the taxes, right? Because, you know, over here we pay really low uh, property taxes. So I'm like, maybe the taxes went up. So I gave them a call. And I'm like, why is this going up? And I'm like, well, your escrow was used up. I'm like, yeah, but how much did the taxes go up? They're like, sir, it's not your taxes. It's your homeowner's insurance. <gasps> I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So can you give me a rundown about what happened? Brother, it went up 150%. It's, 150% it's all, in the 10 years I've had this house. Ricky, it's all the Florida man stories. No, well, here I was thinking, because remember, I was teaching a class. I, I was teaching a class for Rollins two years ago from the very studio. Next thing you know, I felt like a train came through the house, and I had to stop class. My students were, were worried because they heard the, the, the noise. I look outside. It's a really bad hailstorm that tore up my roof and my car. Obviously, I had to file a claim. So obviously I called the, uh, and, that, and that was two years ago. I called the insurance company. I'm like, why, why did my thing go up for like 150%? They're like, ah, oh, it's uh, a lot of fraud happening in Florida, blah, 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 blah. And you replace your roof. I'm like, great. So I'm being charged for using the benefit that I'm paying for. Yeah. Awesome. I'm finding somebody else. So now I'm in the, I'm in the prowl right now, brother. I can't do that. That's, that's ridiculous. Ridiculo, Dios mío. Sorry. It's time for... Florida Man Story. You basically just had your Florida Man story with Ricky Baez's soliloquy, but that's quite yeah. fine. Because there's something more interesting and important at hand. A Central Florida Man, a Central Florida Man known as the Monkey Whisperer, pled guilty after officials said he illegally sold a monkey to a celebrity client. And PETA. Ito went on blast and then identified the client as entertainer Chris Brown. The monkey mill manager was given $12,650 for the mini monkey and had all his expenses paid for transport to the exotic creature um, to transport the exotic creature raised in captivity to California across state lines, according to documents. The Monkey King took the mini monkey to Nevada to meet up with a member of Chris Brown's team. The Florida Monkey Prince pled guilty to violating the Lacey Act, which says it's illegal to import, export, transport, sell, receive, acquire, or purchase any wildlife that were taken, possessed, transported, or sold in violation of any law or regulation or of any state or the United States. Furthering the Florida man's legal troubles, he was accused of and pled guilty to three violations of the Endangered Species Act for selling or offering to sell cotton top tamarind monkeys to people in Wisconsin, Alabama, <laughs> and South Carolina. The Endangered Species Act makes the 
interstate sale or transport of wildlife listed as an endangered species illegal. According to the U.S. Department of Justice, Capitan Monterey del Naranjo, a.k.a. Monkey King of the Orange Grove, faces a maximum penalty of eight years in federal prisons and a sentencing date has not yet been set. Animal rights organization PETA issued a statement after the plea deal was announced saying it asked the United States Department of Agriculture to prevent the legendary monkey lover of Tampa from being allowed to continue business in the area. Now that Florida-based exotic animal dealer Jimmy Wayne Hammonds, a.k.a. the Monkey Whisperer, has pled guilty to federal charges related to the illegal sale and transport of primates, including his notorious sale of a capuchin monkey to singer Chris Brown. PETA has just sent a letter to the U.S. Department of Agriculture urging it to revoke the Federal Animal Welfare Act license. Without the license, Hammonds could no longer legally sell exotic animals for the pet trade, according to PETA. No comment was made by anyone drawing any correlations (laughs) between the monkey whisperer and the tiger king. Ricky Baez, what are some of your favorite roadside animal adventures in Florida, if I may? All I'm saying is, JC, you can replace the name The Monkey Whisperer and The Monkey King with the face of the franchise, and the story would still make sense. It really would still make sense. Because that is exactly the kind of crap he, he would do. <laughs> I never knew that was a I never knew the Endangered Species Act was a thing. Oh, there's the gong. We are out of time. Uh, yeah. Let's head on into our final thoughts. Ricky Baez, over to you. Gong? Just, when do we get a gong? We have when one. When did that happen? We're at 58 we minutes and counting. We will we be over on our time today. Holy crap. All right. All right. So, look, uh, closing time. Actually, you know what? Here's, here's what I'm going to do for my closing time. Folks, it is March next month in April. JC and I are going to be live at the one Space minute. Coast HR Conference on April 20th. Tickets are still available at the SpaceCoastHRConference.com. Come see us. It's going to be a great time. Also, in May, May 11th through May 13th, I am going to be at the ninth Annual Human Resource Association of Southern Maryland Conference. I'll be speaking up there. Tickets are still available there. Just go to hrasmonline.sherm.org to get your tickets. If you get, you get a special rate if you get your tickets before April 1st. They're still available. I will see you there. Back to you, JC. Got the rest of this. It's been our pleasure to be here for you this week, ladies and gentlemen. Drive safe. Have a good night. I'm going to go to Bucky's in Daytona. Give me a good brisket sandwich from a gas station.